0: <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> be fun and three two one bam holy cow i was thinking today oh. the reason why the 171 pl- pound class is so insane is because imagine if you took like you know how they're always talking about the pound for pound best fighters in the world yeah yeah but think about, like, if they took you and made you 250 50 pounds. It be would be
1: explosive, hey?
0: Yeah, it would be terrifying. <laughs> it would be terrifying. Whereas wow. you could take, like, like when I think, I mean, they're great. There's great fighters, obviously, in all the weight classes. But when I think of taking someone like you and making you that big, as opposed to, like, taking someone like Mighty Mouse, you know, like from down there, who's, wow. who's a great fighter. I mean, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we were starting a few minutes early. This yeah. is Jack della. Whew, don't mess this up, Sebi. Nervous? Don't mess this up,
1: <laughs>
0: Madalena. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you, Jack della beautiful. Madalena.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful, Jack della Madalena.
0: Do do it, do it for me one more time.
1: Jack della Madalena.
0: Jack della Madalena. Madalena. Yeah. Hey, where does no, which? Go ahead. You said that
1: perfect. That um, where
0: does your last name start? Oh, with the Della?
1: Um, the Basically, my granddad uh-huh. was born in northern Italy, north of Italy, and he came to Australia at the age of 18. So it's a northern Italy Italian name.
0: I'm, I mean, but do you have a middle name, or is, De- is Della your middle name?
1: Uh, my first name's actually – it's not Jack. And my first name's Giacomo. Oh, so my name is wow, but I don't look like Giacomo della Maddalena, and um, this is me,
0: yeah. And you're and it is you, I can't believe it. (laughs) Um, this story you guys are about to hear is is for some people like me who are just um fair weather MMA fans who are just kind of stuck in the UFC scene because we only have five hours a week to, to dedicate to fighting. Um, oh, that's uh, a lot of hours a week. I know it cool. is, but 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 with with five hours a week, you can still only be smart enough to watch Guess the UFC. It. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, of course, of course.
0: But, um, you got to watch all the gossip shows, and then you got to watch the fights on Saturday, and then you got to watch like if you want to get into the contender series well, or you're, or you're the you're
1: in, ult- in the MMA world or you the like Ultimate
0: a, Fighter. The well, UFC I'm not deep world. in the MMA world. That's what I mean. That's UFC my problem. World. I'm just deep in the UFC world. I'm not even oh, that
1: deep. Cool. Yeah,
0: but I'm trying.
1: Sounds deep.
0: I uh, thank you. I'm trying. Um, if, if if you like stories, this story about Jack della Mandalena is a remarkable story, and now is the time to get on the bandwagon. I am not joking.
1: Get on board.
0: Yes, this Put is on the
1: bandwagon.
0: This is not a fucking joke. This is the guy. This is a story um, that you that you really can't right it's not even a believable story how where we are in the story wouldn't you say it's, yeah. it's
1: crazy it's a cool story and everything seems to have lined up nicely and just the way i envisioned it so it's cool to play it out you know but this is definitely just the beginning of this story
0: yeah it's nuts it's it's it's, it's uh
1: through.
0: it's it's ab- yeah it's absolutely nuts you so i was basically i think you were on the same card mo miller with no which I don't know Mo how Miller. I keep
1: Mo Miller did fight on my card.
0: He did. Okay. So that's yeah. the thing. I was on Mo Miller's jock. So so basically I'm in the CrossFit space and I'm trying to become the next great Joe Rogan and I want to have the biggest oh. podcast in the world and I'm so excited. Beautiful. Right. And so I'm trying to break into the UFC space because I'm a huge UFC fan, and when you do things that you love, it's it's little to no energy. So I'm like, okay, yeah. who are these fighters who are up and coming that I can sucker to come on to my podcast, right? So I'm like, okay, this contender series thing. These guys must be hungry for attention and for practice to be interviewed. I'll start. And I and I got on the Mo Miller bandwagon. I've had him on the podcast three times. And through there, I'm learning about people like Jack. Yeah, right.
1: So it's that's, funny because I've actually – Used to delve into a bit of CrossFit, uh huh, back in the day, and I actually remember you from some of the like media stuff in CrossFit. So it was funny As I like, see you pop up. I was like, wow, I remember Savan. I loved CrossFit. I, I still do. I like watching it. Watch all like, the documentaries and stuff. So it was cool.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I made my I made my f- fortunes and cut my teeth and uh, worked my ass off there for fifteen years. What, yeah, well what an ins- insane experience! What
1: a crazy sport, eh? Yeah, crazy sport. Yeah.
0: Um. So, uh, it's funny because b- before we got on, I'm like, should I tell people? Like, should I should I let people know what's so crazy about your story? But I don't think we should just start off with just like the big bang of like where you are. What, like, I think what,
1: should, what's the crazy? What story? What What's the big story? F-
0: the story is is your professional. How are we, yeah, the, your the two prof- losses. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, that what you have done is uh, it's, it's it's you. it's it's Michael Jordan esque and
1: <laughs> wow. and the,
0: and that's why people wow. need to get on the bandwagon now. You don't want yeah. to, however this story turns out. Like the people who got on after your first two losses, now the
1: cat's out of the fucking bag.
0: The people who got on there, they must be tripping.
1: Yeah, they're they must be. The,
0: the,
1: they're the close people, you know. They're the friends and family. They were on the, still on board. So yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome where we've come full circle, which is incredible.
0: Yeah, my 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 wife started dating me when I was a homeless man eating out of dumpsters, and now we're rich.
1: Yeah, beautiful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How crazy is that? Twenty five years
1: later. (laughs) uh, Yeah, one hundred percent. She believed in me. Yeah, that's just Uh, someone you want to be around for your whole life. You know
0: what? What was your record in your amateur career?
1: I had um two, only two amateur fights, two
0: okay. wins. Okay. Okay. So, so, so I'm gonna before we start and talk about um where where Jack was uh, born and, and and how old he is and how much he weighs and and how he got into this into this punching people in the face <laughs> business. I'll tell you this: Jack lost his first two professional fights, and I don't know what made him say this. But we will get to the bottom of it in this show. He and his coach decided that after he lost his first two fights, that he would win his next ten fights. And no shit he did it. This man you are looking at, his record is ten and two. Yeah, it is ten and two. And he is dangerous. (laughs) He is extremely dangerous. I'll say that again.
1: Sometimes, sometimes I'm dangerous. I'm not always dangerous.
0: Cool. When are you not dangerous?
1: When I'm not locked in that cage.
0: You are? You're a good dude outside the cage?
1: I'm a good person outside the cage, I think. Good temperament? Good temperament, yeah. I, I believe so. How old relax. are you? I'm 25 years old.
0: And, 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 who's, and where are you right now, Jack?
1: I'm in hotel quarantine in Sydney. Sydney, Australia, just me and my coach, Ben Vickers, we have a hotel room for two weeks, 14 days, day six, just ticked off. So we're getting there.
0: And, and and why tell me what's going on. First of all, I didn't know you were allowed to be in with someone else. You're, so because he was in the United States with you and you flew back together, you guys can quarantine together.
1: Yeah. Well, I think they, they um, said, they allow family members in together they said you if you're not family you definitely can't be in together but we sort of we just got into sydney we just told them we are going to do it in the same room and they didn't bat an eyelid they said yeah fine whatever they just chucked us in and so here we are you know it's cool to have some human interaction in here
0: it's it's risky how long has this guy been your coach
1: yeah, uh, since the beginning, for about I uh, joined his gym, Scrappy MMA, when I was uh, f- probably fifteen, so ten years ago almost.
0: And tell me his name again.
1: Ben- Benjamin Vickers. <laughs> ben Vickers, a man. Scrappy the- MMA is the gym.
0: Was he a pro fighter?
1: He was a pro fighter, professional MMA fighter, and was a, had a extensive boxing career in the army in london
0: in in the australian army or in the no, british in army the,
1: in the british army
0: so he's so he's a brit he's not even a, a australian like you
1: he's a brit he likes to pet, pretend he's an australian but he's absolutely a brit Do,
0: and like someone like me if i heard him talk i wouldn't know the difference but all all the australians know like they can tell uh, the difference.
1: Yeah, yeah there's definitely a um pretty accent okay. going on there but yeah i don't know maybe you wouldn't know the difference not me. A not lot me. of a lot of Americans, reckon Australians, and Brits sound the same.
0: I barely know the difference between men and women.
1: <laughs> well, there is no difference these days, is there? No,
0: no, not no,
1: <laughs> no. There is, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there is. Yes, I don't know what's the right answer.
0: Let's go back to uh, let's go back to your grandfather. So your your grandfather was full blooded Italian.
1: Full-blooded Italian, yeah. Came over on a boat and, to Australia. And,
0: and do you know why he came?
1: I think just the, the opportunity, you know. I think just he so heard that. I don't know the exact story, but I think it would have gone something like he heard there was a boat going to Australia. And he thought, Australia sounds cool. So he jumped on, I think. Bam, Carlo is the man. Rest in peace. Oh, he's, yeah, he, he, he passed. Yeah. Why? yeah.
0: And when did he pass?
1: He par- about two years ago. Two, three years. Uh, yeah, two years ago. Sad day, but he was a good, good man, had a good life, and he um set up our family in Australia, so he couldn't be prouder.
0: And, and he met your grandmother, in a and is she, what, is she an Australian woman?
1: Yep, she's an Australian woman. They met in Darwin, which is basically the tip on the north of Australia.
0: And Australians are basically – uh, like real Australians are basically Brits, runaway Brits. Basically, yeah,
1: criminal Brits.
0: Okay, and is that really true? We always we always joke around about that, but that that, that the, the Brits took their prisoners over there, and that's what Australians. Yeah, are, Yeah, that,
1: that? Uh, basically, that's it. The Brits took their. That's how they started off. Took their Put took the prisoners over there, and then we made a, our own little place.
0: Wow. Okay. And then and then your native people are the Aboriginal people
1: aboriginal people yeah
0: they were chilling on the island when the prisoners came over yeah. they were chilling and then um and then so your 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 granddad and your and your grandmom hat that's on your dad's side you said
1: yeah that's my dad's side and my mum's side i um basically australians um with i think some scottish background so they've i think at some sent over are,
0: are, are your mom and dad still together
1: unfortunately they're not eh? we had a small uh, um yeah t- this, uh about the start of this year they had a little breakup but all all was well though everything's okay
0: I'm glad Just, I'm glad I guess,
1: times change you know
0: yeah it's cra- Do you it's it's kind of amazing how many people are breaking up during this insanity isn't it
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's been a yeah it's I didn't even think about that but yeah I could imagine the numbers on that sort of thing would be extremely high which is sad but uh, um, it's a crazy world at the moment, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I had two friends um, get in touch with me this week. Both basically, one guy said, "Hey, I, I told my wife yesterday. I can't believe we're still together." Like, oh, right. and then and then another one of my friends said, "Hey, me and my wife are just together." Oh, and a third one too. And another one of my friends um, said, "Hey, um, uh, me and my wife are living together, but but we're not together. We're just we just we're just staying together to you know to to raise the kid and and, and then another another yeah, one of my right. friends is in the middle of breakup." Are you afraid that you and, um, uh, Benjamin, like being trapped in that room for two weeks together could I'll have a breakup? Yeah.
1: It's possible, but we're, um, we're doing all right. You know, we're doing all right, but who knows? We've still got seven days. Someone might die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how old? No, no, how how- we're, doing.
1: we're doing fine. You know, Ben is, um, he's 16 years older than me. So what is that? 40, 41,
0: 42. Fuck. Old as dirt. Does he have gray hair? Yeah.
1: He's he's definitely got a bit of silver in there. That's a good, dude. <laughs> he's a good dude.
0: Okay, <laughs> he's a so so your parents. So your parents meet when? Do you Do you know where your parents meet? Do you know that story? How your um, parents met?
1: i have definitely been told it before. I can't remember.
0: <laughs> you got you got punched in the face, and that story left. Too
1: many to- Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so you knocked out my ears.
0: And you and you have siblings.
1: Yeah, I have one older brother, Josh.
0: And he's a fighter.
1: He's a fighter through and through.
0: And uh, yeah. and what's his, what's his discipline? Is he MMA also?
1: Yeah, he's MMA. We sort of started same sort of time doing a lot of boxing. Boxing. We did a lot of we used to like watching wrestling, so we were always wrestling and fighting with each other. So yeah, we just joined a gym at the same sort of time. We we're each other's main training partners for a long time. You know, practiced at home when we got home from training. Both big rugby players, or not big, but we were rugby union.
0: Is that everyone? Is that every? Does everyone there play rugby?
1: No, not necessarily. The main sports in Australia definitely uh, Australian rules football, AF. That's the I mean, you. You would have seen that maybe the one where they it's AFL basically it's a big oval and they you can you kick it you run around there's big hits it's quite a it's an impressive game to watch super athletic guys hard that's game. it
0: I, I've never even heard of that believe it or not I always just when I think of Australia I think of rugby and cricket
1: yeah check out Australia when you when you get off here have a look at Australian rules football okay highlights or something it's is it the same football that they use.
0: Is it the same football they use in the United States?
1: It's not exactly the same. Similar, similar looking ball.
0: Do they wear pads?
1: No pads. They wear short shorts and singlets. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and singlets, I mean, like cut off. I don't know if that's, yeah, like cut off sleeves and short shorts. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's Australian as a game, as you'll see. And then the, pretty much the people that don't play that probably play soccer
0: are, are the guys who make the most money the guys who play this australian football
1: yeah it's, it's a big game in australia like the games are massive so the the guys in that make good money play yeah that's a tough tough game uh, similar to uh, not, obviously not the nfl but a, in australia it's a very similar sort of thing
0: do the guys go back and forth between the two between rugby and this ifl
1: Nah, no, no, not really. Nah, I, if there's I, anybody in most people in Australia play AFL and would sport, but for some AFL. reason, yeah, I got into rugby AFL, Australian. That's the Australian Football League. So it's uh, Australian rules football is the game.
0: So, so you're you're in school. You're into this Australian football. You're into just basically the typical no rugby. 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 Sorry, sorry. You're yeah, into no, you're, no, no. You're good. You're into rugby, and then somewhere you you and your brother start turning. How, how many years older is he than you? Four.
1: He's two years.
0: Two years. Oh shit! Just that's no close.
1: Other. It's close. Yeah. So we had a good competitive, uh, growing upbringing. You know, always competing with each other.
0: And when you said you watch wrestling, sure. what do you, what do you mean you watch wrestling? Like WWE right, shit? W-
1: or? WWE. I was I was fully involved in WWE as a young man. <laughs> Invested in the game.
0: So jumping off the couch, trying to pile drive each other, all that shit.
1: 100 so, percent yeah, suplexes onto the bed, jumping off shit onto the bed, the whole lot.
0: And um and someone always cried?
1: Uh, so uh, not necessarily cry, but most of the time it ended up into a fist fight which is daily so a lot of fist fights growing up
0: so because i had an older sister who was three years older than me yeah. and and uh my parents my, my parents were divorced but my mom was always at work my dad was always at work too so my sister and I, we'd come home from school and it always started off hey you want to wrestle oh yeah let's wrestle and then it was always me
1: getting just the shit beat out of me and and crying but i would war i would war yeah but and did you lose a lot yeah that's similar to me yeah i lost a lot definitely i don't there's not much way there's with your big brother yeah but there was i think there was definitely times in there he would probably say otherwise that i reckon i may have got the edge
0: were there rules did you punch each other in the face
1: you know, there were sort of levels to the fight, but there was definitely fights where the, we were definitely punching each other in the face, but not all of them ended up full punching. Yeah. But there was definitely a few that ended up where they just crossed that level and it turned into fist fights.
0: <laughs> yeah. We had we we didn't really punch each other. I mean, we would go at it. We didn't pull hair. We didn't punch each other in the face. Um, but – uh I, th- I think finally what ended it was. I, I think it, like in the eighth grade, I finally won. I think I did decide, hey, I'm tired of losing. I punched her in the face, and, yeah. uh, and, and and but but my record was like one in like 700. Because as soon as I yeah, won, yeah. fighting was over. It was done. Yeah, it was yeah, like all right, sure. you can't keep beating. Now you can't beat up your sister. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, so and then and then and then what? And then when do you guys When does it turn into like something formal, like formal training of wrestling and uh, and martial arts?
1: I think. I at a young age, so I was fully involved in wrestling, and then some. I can't remember the exact time, but I saw like an MMA video, and at that, it was sort of at that point, it was a big like click realization in my head that hang on WWE isn't wrestling. I had my suspicions early on that it wasn't real, but like didn't have like evidence to prove that it wasn't real. If that makes sense, and then yeah, yeah, I was that kid too. Yeah, I saw, (laughs) I saw, and who cares? Yeah.
0: It no, was like, hey, that's not real. Hey, what do you mean that's not real? I just saw that guy jump in the air and do a flip and land on that other guy. That's real yeah. enough for me. <laughs>
1: that's real, exactly. Yeah. But then I saw this one MMA video and I go, oh no, like maybe, maybe it isn't real. And then from that point, I still liked wrestling, but I was pretty much watching a lot more MMA and those wrestling matches that we were having sort of started to, turning into more like MMA. MMA matches just sort of mucking around we obviously weren't trying to hurt each other but just practicing different stuff
0: and, and, and would you guys literally like like you had no formal training but you're like okay I watch this video and this is an arm bar and so you would do aren't you would start arm barring each yeah, other yeah
1: pretty much like pretty much that was it like we were trying to figure out how they did it we definitely weren't doing it right but we sort of had the basic idea of like what how you needed to do it so it was good and then like yeah basically just practicing in that regard and then looked around for like a proper gym. Well, actually we joined a boxing gym first because we couldn't find too many MMA gyms around. So we joined a boxing gym, just mucking around, learning how to throw some punches properly, doing that just to stay fit in the rugby season. How old were you? And then when we found it at that stage, I was probably about 14, 15. So about, yeah, probably spent two years in the gym, probably about 14, maybe a year doing some boxing stuff and then found a MMA gym nearby and then got the sign up and then have been there ever since.
0: So what do you do? You you just say to your, your, uh, you say to your mom, you're 14 and your brother's 16 and you're like, hey, mom, we want to just start doing some boxing. She's like, okay. And you look it up on the internet, and then she just drives you over there, and you start, starts driving you over there Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 3 p.m. after school, and that's it?
1: But it was more at the time it was my dad got me into boxing. He thought, it's a good idea for rugby. He said, Let's, so he put us into this boxing gym, said it will get you fitter for rugby, basically learn a new skill. And then, yeah, at that point, we found the MMA gym. And I sort of, as you said, like I spoke to mom and dad. I was like, I'm pretty keen to join this gym. And they knew knew straight away. They said, Jim, you're going to want to do competitions in that sport. And they weren't into that, obviously. They thought that was just crazy. But yeah, obviously stuck at it. And they just said, all right, go do it. See if you like it. And, yeah, at that point, basically, I think – I was about fifteen, so at that time my brother got his license. So there was probably about six months there where Mum was dropping us every day, and then Josh got his license, and then we were just every single day we'd drive to the gym after school and practice how how to fight.
0: Were you disciplined already at that age?
1: Um, no, re- I definitely was a bit of a energetic in a way like energetic i didn't like school i was okay at school i was respectful to everyone but i did just i don't know i was a bit bored at school i like to do things that were a bit thrilling and which sometimes led to a bit of trouble but it was i was reasonably disciplined i was disciplined enough to just to uh, stay in the gym and work pretty hard so it's about uh, martial arts definitely i think definitely made me a calmer better person to be honest
0: from from 15 to 24 that's nine years or 14 to let's say 14 to 24 10 years did you have you ever taken any time off like more than no, a week not, two weeks
1: no. uh yeah i have i've done, I had a couple of holidays you know like but i do i normally do train when i'm away so i haven't from activity apart from a couple of injuries here and there i haven't really taken a couple you never of injuries like, back um,
0: so, so you, so you never um got into like smoking weed and 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 in in tons of girls and like the, you you never had that phase. You never were like just out drinking every single day or doing drugs yeah, or.
1: Sure. When I was about maybe nineteen, I definitely I sort of started drinking. I reckon at probably a younger age, like below the legal limit, as most kids probably do. Like got into of course. Having parties and stuff at sixteen, so right. But I sort of just got it out my system, kind of young, you know. By the time I was to go out and party legally, I was sort of it wasn't my thing. I was pretty invested in the sport of martial arts, and I'd rather just be fresh and feeling good for training. So, yeah, that that it was never a big phase in my life. The whole party drinking thing
0: was it? Was it? Was it like? Go
1: ahead. with friends, but yeah, it's already got it out of my system at a young age.
0: When I was 30, up until I'm 49 now, up until I was 34, I was smoking cigarettes. And then I found CrossFit. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and up until then, like, you know, before then, you know, I would go to the gym and it was basically, you know, just like lap pull down machine and bench press and just, you know, some pull ups and just hang out in yeah. there an hour and look at girls and and then go out to my car and smoke a cigarette and eat a hamburger. You know what I mean? But then I got into CrossFit and, and they just didn't work together. But it sounds like you had that experience earlier. You're like, ah, I could drink, yeah. but no one wants to go to the gym hungover and get punched in the face.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was funny when I was about um, seventeen, I joined a CrossFit gym and I probably spent two years there, just going every single morning. So I was, I love CrossFit. You know, I was almost, I almost got drawn into the cult, but I was pretty much like, I was, I love CrossFit. I still like CrossFit. I watch the CrossFit games and whatnot. So. It was a, To be honest, CrossFit had definitely helped me with my fitness and stuff, building my body to what it is now. So I actually pay a lot of respect to CrossFit. How is your engine? It's all right. You know, I was actually – I was pretty good at CrossFit. I I actually joined a mission, came third in our, with our gym, which is cool. But, yeah, yeah it's definitely – it's a different, uh, like CrossFit and MMA. They're different. Like the engine, obviously the energy type is different, but I feel like I've got a decent engine.
0: Have you ever been in a fight? Have you ever been in a fight in the ring and you got gassed and there's still more, there's still more time in the fight?
1: Yeah. My first fight, my first professional fight, I was pretty, pretty gassed. I hit that third round and I was just, uh, felt empty. You know, I was just done. I, Got the loss, got beaten up pretty nicely. That is, is good. It was a Go ahead. Incredible learning curve, basically.
0: It seems like the worst thing that could happen to you in all of sports to be in a ring in the middle of a fight and to run out of energy. Like, it, but, yeah. but, like, normally you see it like with the big guys, right? Like, you're te- like, you see like Derek Lewis fighting some guy and they both ran out of gas and you're like, oh shit. It's yeah. like it's like that two is- trains coming at each other really slow you don't know what's gonna happen
1: yeah exactly that it looks is so scary it's a that it would is a scary place to be is be in the cage like, when you are empty it's a that is definitely why I train so hard to not be in that position it's a it's an easy motivator because you that is somewhere you don't want to be.
0: And there's nowhere to hide. It's not like other sports where it you know, like this Australian football or the NFL. Like you can hide a
1: little bit. In some way if you need to in other sports, but And there's yeah, ten other guys or
0: twelve other guys, or there's just other shit going on.
1: Yeah, there's a way out, but in the MMA it's sort of there's not much you can do. You've just gotta if you get tired, you just have to take take the beating that awaits you.
0: And so that just happens to you once and never again. You're like, fuck, like that really left the, that left a mark on you.
1: Yeah, definitely. It definitely just gave me that. I realized how, hard, how much harder I needed to push in training to like exceed that point of exertion. So it was easy motivation just to point and yeah, knowing that it had to work that gas tank,
0: how old so were you was when you had your thing first thing about the loss? How old were you when you had your first fight?
1: Uh, my first for the professional fight. Yeah. I, the, yeah, professional fight. I think I was 18 or 19. Crazy. It In, towards it. Is that
0: the guy that you – um? is that the guy that you ended up avenging when you were – I think you were 7-2 and two and you fought him again. Is that
1: – Yeah. He, no, he was actually my – my second not my obviously not my fight that i just had it was the fight before that
0: okay so so you were eight and two and you met him again
1: yeah so it came full circle which was nice
0: and and i i didn't see the fight you lost but i saw that fight last night and that guy that guy looks like even when you fought him when you were eight and two he looks like a man and you look like a boy and like yeah. in that fight and I'm like scared for you. I'm like, I mean, I already knew your record. I already knew your record that you won the fight. Cause I know your records 10 and two, but I'm like, Holy shit. He fought this guy before and he's going to fight him again. And you were very confident in the pre-fight interview, but like, I was scared for you, even though I knew you were going to win. But that, <laughs> he looked huge and he looked older a, than, yeah, yeah.
1: Ahead. He's a big, he's an older guy. He's big, strong, athletic, fit guy who's game. And he, definitely wanted to win so it was a it's always a good solid test to get in there
0: so so you're you're 0 and o as a pro you fight this guy you're 0 and one you lose and then you fight him again when you're eight and two yeah wow that's crazy and and did you want that fight again or were you like did you were you like okay he, i need to i need to get that back
1: yeah for me he's like, he was from perth so he lives in perth which is where i'm from and I was doing – like I – ever since I lost that fight, I wanted to get that fight back. And it was just – we were just waiting. Like we tried to get out a couple of times and things just fell through. So it was sort of just eating at me knowing that there was someone that lived in my city that could beat me. And I'm trying to, trying to say that I'm the best – well, no, I'm not trying to say, but I'm trying to prove that I'm the best Well, And just to know that there's some guy that lives – Probably within a 50 kilometer radius of my house, that has beaten me was really it hurt me every single day. So, to get that back was it was just awesome. I was so happy to get that fight back.
0: And what was his name? Oh, that's right. That's right. I even have his name.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And you beat him in 72 seconds. Got
1: the win. Yeah. Nice and early, which is cool.
0: Yeah, that was crazy, and 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 then after you won, you jumped up on the uh, fence of the ring, and you put your hand up by, like this.
1: And is this is know. this
0: is this like UFC? Call me like I like I'm ready. Yeah, for the I
1: think that's what I was thinking. Like call cool me up. It's time. It's time. <laughs> it was the first thing that sort of came to my head.
0: And so that that is that your is that your um is that your biggest victory against Alden Bates? Is that yeah. bigger than your your contender fight?
1: I think every, I think like the last victory is always your biggest victory. So my last victory is definitely the biggest one. It was the, the latest goal that, and um challenge that I had in my head. So yeah, I'm still just soaking that up. And yeah, at the moment, that's the biggest victory. And then the next fight will, so it's the same same deal. Your last fight's the biggest victory, and your next fight's the biggest fight. So in a good spot.
0: I, I was doing this. Um, I, I'm I'm I think I'm still doing it. I do this podcast with Matt Fraser. He's the five times uh, CrossFit Games champion, and I do yeah, a podcast. Yeah, oh, with...
1: I'm a fan of Matt.
0: Okay, cool. Man. And uh and and it's it's myself and Josh Bridges. Do you, are you familiar with him also?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, Josh Bridges is also the man. Okay, so we do this Relative. podcast,
0: and and we've done 22 episodes, and through there, I've I've really um I've gotten to hear Matt speak on a lot. And one of the stories he shared was that when he took second place at the CrossFit Games, he was like, basically he hated it, right? And then as a little bit of time went on, I don't know how much time, his second place medal, instead of being his most hated medal, it became his favorite medal because it reminded him that he never wanted to be.
1: That's incredible. That's a pretty cool story. And it just shows the sort of guy he is, doesn't it? That's a. It so, makes a lot of sense.
0: So, for sure. So, if in your first light, if, you, if in your first light, if in your first fight you got winded, and that's the lesson there, what was what happened in the second fight?
1: Uh, no, definitely, definitely not excuses. I think that first fight, he, Alden was definitely the better fighter. So I just took small things away from it. Definitely work on the gas tank. He was definitely the better fighter at the time. The next fight. I don't even know the same. I think Dar- Darcy Vendi is who I lost to, and he, yeah, uh, same thing. He was just the better fighter, more experienced, and I lo- learned some things from that. Just I don't my head. I don't think my head was in the game. I didn't have that. Probably didn't have that like killer instinct in me at that stage. So I think that's probably why I lost that next fight. Um, and, and of what- course, that Darcy, he's the better <laughs> fighter on the day. No question. Um,
0: what weight class were you fighting then?
1: My thir- oh, the my initial fight was meant to be at one seventy, which is seventy seven kilos. So that's the welterweight. But Alden couldn't make the weight early on in the fight camp, so we changed it to eighty kilos, which is about one eighty. And then my next second fight was one eighty five, oh. which is also. Yeah, it's just not the weight class I was at. I, like in that fight, I was definitely bloated. I was a bit chunky, you would say. I wasn't in fighting fit, so it's just probably not the right weight class for me, to be honest.
0: Is it? Is it? Is it? Um. Is it rare that a guy would start his career at 171 and 12 fights in still be at 171? Rare might not be the right word, but it seems like most guys at 18 years old, like 171 seems big for an 18-year-old fighter, right? Like they, you would picture them starting at 155 and then somewhere they just can't make the weight anymore and they go up to 171 or, or, or
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm sort of – I was a small – I think when I first had my fight at 170, I was definitely a small welterweight. I wasn't like fully grown. I was still growing as like a man. I feel like I'm still growing now. And then that second fight being at 185, yeah, it didn't really make sense. I was definitely not that, but I signed up for it, so there's no excuse there. But I think 170 is it's a pretty easy way for me to make. It's a, I think that's probably where I'll be for this foreseeable future. You were pretty shredded. Yeah, maybe one day, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty. I get pretty lean at 170. I try and get as lean as possible, so I don't have to um do any crazy weight cut at the before the weigh in or anything. So I just get sh- as lean as possible, and then just cruise, uh, cruise through the weigh in. Um,
0: how uh, how tall are you?
1: Um, about five eleven, just sort of shy of six foot. I'd love wow. to say I'm six foot, but It'd be a lie.
0: So, so, so five eleven, hundred seventy pounds, and then and what's the heaviest you get?
1: Heaviest nowadays, I probably get to shy of ninety kilo. Maybe eighty eight kilos would be heavy for me, which is one ninety, maybe one ninety and one ninety five. And is that you being probably. sloppy, or is that do you try to
0: actually get big sometimes just to just to feel what it's like and then cut? So down?
1: that's just sort of having zero like just eating whatever I want, still training, but just eating, feeling my body fully, and probably probably being a bit of a pig with the amount I eat. As soon as I cut out being a pig with how much I eat, I tend to drop quite a bit. It's just that extra push
0: what about your upbringing um did your parents what did you what did you learn from them or what did they instill in you that made it so that you have this discipline that you're able to do this that you're 10 years in and that you just keep getting better
1: i think my mom definitely just instilled in me that you could do whatever you want to do she really i think that is something that mom really drilled into me she didn't want me to follow any rules as such of what I had to do with my life I had basically a clean sheet of paper and I could do whatever I want it was just basically a really hard worker he left he leaves the house for work he he started his own business at a young age and he basically to to this day he leaves the house every morning at 3:30 go so he runs every morning and then gets to work and doesn't get home until so he's just instilled that if you want to uh, if you want to get what you want to get you've also got to put the solid work in so i think both those things that they gave me together made for basically taught me a lot the the idea that you to do whatever you want you have to put serious hours in and, and that's and, pretty it, much how i feel that my what i'm trying to do at this stage
0: do you have a day job?
1: I did, I was working with the old man uh, up until the start of this year and then sort of just I saved a bit of money working hard, training, and then just realized that if I want to give this thing a crack, I've got to get not just the training right, I've got to get the other side of things right, like the recovery, the sleep, good nutrition. So, yeah, I quit the day job and it just sort of – Going to give this a crack for a bit, and it's at this stage, it's working out. So exciting times.
0: How about things like um uh, you're 22 years old, Sorry. and you mentioned your and your grandfather passed away. How about things like that? Are those things a distraction? Are they a motivation? How how, how do you how do you, I you process? Th-
1: that was my phone. Apologies. What happened? No, my phone was just ding. I don't know if that's oh. annoying.
0: Your girlfriend? No, 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 no. This is my (laughs) show. You can you can ding away. You can ding away. Um, (laughs) You're not married, right? That's your girlfriend.
1: Ah, no, uh, fiance. Fiance. Like to be married, but not married yet.
0: (laughs) Okay, so those things. So you have a grandfather passing away. Your mom and dad have a relationship that that you hear about. You have your own relationship. It seems like the all the how do you um do you have to be really selfish and kind of keep those things at bay? Like, like how, like no, I, how I, does, I, how does someone be a fiance to, to a professional athlete? It seems. See.
1: My, I'm, yeah. I'm super lucky with my fiance, Michelle. So she is extremely supportive and she fully believes in me that I will get to where I want to go and reach my goals. So she is awesome. And she, she doesn't mind fighting. She doesn't, she's not too, she's obviously gets nervous, but, she she appreciates a good, she appreciates fighting for what it is. So I'm lucky in that regard, and she's hundred percent on the on board the train to get to the top. So I'm happy with that.
0: How about well, this though? You're twenty. You're, you're twenty four years old, and and I remember what it's like to be twenty four, kinda. And um your your girlfriend's pmsing, and she thinks she overheard another girl calling you, and. We didn't have DMs when I was twenty four, and she's she had a dream that some girls talking to you in your DMs, and like like you can't be dealing with that shit, right? Because you have to be like focused on your training, and 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 yeah. and and it's like you don't want to be an asshole. You're in a relationship with someone, right? You you don't want to be like, hey, shut the fuck up, you're crazy. But but like, how do you? I just don't know how you do that. Like when I was talking to Mo Miller, like he's got nothing in his life, right? And I'm like, okay, yeah. and like how do you – like you can't even – um, I mean as guys I feel like we're mostly accused of our women of not being sensitive or being there to address their needs. And, and it's probably yeah. true, right? But like you have like a – your train is going from point A to point B and I'm guessing that you can't
1: –
0: how do you do it? She, or no, you don't know I, how I, you don't know I, how she does it.
1: <laughs> I, 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 don't know how I do. I, I'm, I think I've just honestly, I reckon I've hit the jackpot. She is not that type of person. Fully trusts that I am like a good person. You know, she knows that I am just super lucky. She, she's not a jealous person at all. She's never going to question what I'm doing. She is one hundred percent supportive of me and. We've got. We have a pretty special. Uh, we didn't have a special relationship. I definitely wouldn't have. I like asked her to marry me, so I'm lucky in that regard. That's so a great I, point. So I chucked on. It, I chucked a ring on it pretty quick because I feel like I've got a um, like i I'm a lucky man. Um, so that is no issue. N- that sort of thing is no problem in my life, which is good.
0: Okay, I'm not going to give up. Let me give you some other things. These are like real-world yeah. things that other 24-year-olds oh. deal with. You ready for this? <laughs> her her sister's getting married, and she wants you to go to the wedding, but it's a week before a big fight. She understands you can't go?
1: She 100% <laughs> understands. Awesome. I'm sorry, I can't be there. So that's what I'm dealing with. So I'm a lucky man.
0: Yeah, because if you want to be on the winner train, and I've talked about this with a lot of winners, y- your birthday doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, 100%. like I my birth- like I like
0: no one's birthday. birthday matters if you're a UFC fighter. Like you just or, or get the fuck out of the off the cart, bit, right? <laughs> right? Say that again. Sorry, Jack. Go ahead.
1: My birth. I had my birthday basically three days before my fight, and yeah, it wasn't much of a birthday. It was just another day. So yeah, yeah spot on there. Like, birthdays don't matter these days. Um even,
0: gonna- even even when I was working at CrossFit and I was an executive there, it was a fu- it wasn't it was a um. I work 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. And if my kid's birthday fell on an important day of a meeting, I moved my kid's birthday. I would have my kid's birthday on another day because I just knew like, Hey, my work is more important because it's actually what's going to put food on the table. And like the birthday is just a day. And like, he doesn't know he's two years old and like, whatever. But yeah, yeah, I I
1: can appreciate that. You know, like it is just a day, isn't it? You can celebrate a couple of days later. You can celebrate a month later. It's just, just another day. So,
0: and the only person it should really matter to them is them. the woman who had to squat you out. Like, fuck my birthday for me. It's t- that's I should be celebrating my mom. She's the one who had to birth me, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's very like, true.
0: Like, call her up and be like, thank you, mom.
1: Yeah, we didn't have to do much, did we? On that the day we were born, we just showed the up.
0: Easy day. Come out and <laughs> get on that tit and start eating. <laughs> What is, um, wh- how are, how are your parents, um, dealing with the fact that you're in a career that, uh, with, with a lot of violence, a lot of this hurt. Is, the hurt yeah, they,
1: they obviously, have, it's a nerve wracking thing. I would imagine for a parent to watch their son go out and have to like throw bones at somebody else and get hit in the process. But they are, they're super supportive that, you know, they know the amount of work I put into it. So they are they are into it 100% And your brother yeah obviously yeah obvi- he's a, a good fighter a mad fight fan so he's fully supportive so it's a, this, yeah it's a shame that we couldn't Josh couldn't come out this time for this fight but he would definitely be he would definitely be coming out with all the fights to come
0: do you know when your next fight
1: is We've got solid, in the car. I can't say anything yet, but we have got, I think we've got some solid indication of when and who. So it's exciting times.
0: Um, Can you give me any, roughly a, a time, like a month? Are you even allowed to talk be, about
1: that? Be, yeah, it's going to, yeah, basically it'll be next year, start of next year.
0: Is that is that, are you good with that or is that too far away?
1: I'm happy with that. It seems to work out well. We'll get home soon enjoy getting to the Perth sun. It's fine for me. I'm happy. I'm happy. As long as I can, next year I can get two, three fights in, I'll be a happy man. Uh, three so, fights would be awesome.
0: So listen, guys. Listen, listen, people. Listen. It's Jack De Madalena. I'm going to spell it for you. Jack. You know Jack. And then it's a new word. D-E-L-L-A. New word. M-A-D-D-A-L-E-N-A. Put that in your Google Alerts. You seriously want to jump on this bandwagon you want to look above up on instagram i'm not saying this i haven't said this about any of the six or seven other ufc fighters i've had on although i've loved them all um this you, you really want to watch this thing unfold you really this is Thank going you, to be
1: Savannah, awesome. dude
0: jack it is really a you crazy seem, story you
1: seem very confident with this with what? I appreciate it just the you reckon we're going places
0: oh dude Dude, it's you know it. it's a bizarre story. It's like Michael Jordan esque. It's the it's man. the kid, it's the kid who didn't make the, the high school basketball team, and then all of a sudden is yeah. like fuck you, I'm going to the NBA. You're like, what? Shut the fuck up. You no, know, but, but yeah. you're a professional athlete. You made it. The dude you fought on the contender series, another scary dude. That guy was tough fucking guy, yeah. that guy was scary.
1: He was tough. He had his eyes were on me the whole time. He was 100% coming to win, and that uh, you there wasn't much you could do about that except outpoint him. You're what does that mean? Well, I was trying extremely hard to um knock him out basically. <laughs> Try, I was trying as hard as I could to get him out of the fight. I tried to throw everything I could at him, and he basically wasn't going anywhere. He was in that fight until the, the ref or until the bell went basically. So awesome comparing him um, yeah i reckon i might probably see him down the track one day
0: when you it when, when i see my um 6 year old boy and, and I, sorry to reference compare you to my 6 year old boy but <laughs> you're talking to a guy who got picked after girls in high school um i i was I've, i have no skills in any sports i'm fucking pathetic <laughs> but um when my 6 year old he plays tennis and i see him hit a good shot he watches it and then and then the fucking 10 year old kid hits one back and he's not in position and he loses, Uh, you know, when you punch a guy, is it, and and you get a good shot? Is it hard not to admire your work? Is it hard not to celebrate?
1: Oh, no, it was definitely when I started out, it was hard not to, but it's a skill that you have to, you have to land your shot and then your mind has to switch from that shot to defense mode or your next shot. So you've got to be, like, you've got to literally be three moves in front. You're not thinking, land this punch, see what happens. You have to think, uh, basically, uh, defend, land the shot, defend, get out, that sort of thing. So you're thinking three moves in front. So by the time the, com- the that combination has happened, your shot, was a couple of moves ago, so you can't really look at it for too long. If that makes sense.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I I I, I mean I can I can intellectualize it. And and let's say you are thinking three three moves ahead, um how is is not only are you thinking three moves ahead, but how often do you actually do those three moves? Are there usually just like to use the football term, or they're just constant audibles? Do you are you just have to be super flexible the whole time too? Like, hey, I'm gonna punch and dip right. Uh, nope, I'm not dipping right. And you, and all of a sudden, you your body makes makes the judgment for you that that to get out of not dip right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, kind of like just, you're yeah, having an yeah. out of body experience. Like your body's like, no, we're not doing that. That that's dangerous. I,
1: it's a crazy mix of, uh, basically reactions. Obviously a lot of what you do is just reactions from drilling certain movements over and over again. And then there's also that mix of you've got to make the right decision at the right time. So it's a, it's a whirlwind of um, like when you're in there, but I think when you do your best work is when it's simply just reactions and you believe that you basically believe in yourself that you're going to make the right reactions and you just leave it in your subconscious's hands basically in a way uh,
0: another another amazing if, 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 god I hope I don't fuck this up um you have you have two losses but of your 10 victories nine of them you finished the fight you didn't leave it in the judge's hands yeah
1: yeah this is the first fight I've ever left in the judge's hands and was that weird it was weird. It was definitely not the plan, but I was I was actually upset for the first twenty minutes. I really love a finish. It, for me, it feels like you just put like a stamp on the fight, and you know you've done everything it could have takes to you. Basically, won in the most dominant way possible. So I was a bit upset, but then as it kicked in, I realised that it was probably for me. It was probably the best case scenario. Have a have get three rounds in which mm. is perfect for experience levels. And then also not having the perfect fight. So there's a lot of stuff we can go back to the drawing board and just mm. work on. So to me, it's a win-win. I'm be, uh, The more time goes by, I'm actually very happy with how the fight played out.
0: Yeah. Uh, and just so you know, I wasn't saying that you shouldn't be, but I just know how you perfectionists are. I know that you guys will be yeah. really hard on yourself. Yeah. It's incredible. So, so ten and two with nine finishes, and uh, and you won every round.
1: Yeah, won every round and the judges For, score from from every
0: judge. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty <laughs> clean. Um, how, it was pretty how is your, how is your as
1: the more I watch it back, I think it was definitely clean. I won every round.
0: Um, how 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 is your uh, engine after the fight? Like like as, as you were going into the final ten seconds, did you feel good?
1: Yeah, the the last I was actually feeling pretty good, to be honest. My my lungs were definitely like blown up a bit, but I was feeling I was fine. I like I was just at that third round. I definitely slowed down a little bit, but I think that's just because I could tell he was slowing down. So I just was just trying to stay having a little bit higher pace than he was, probably. See, but. Yeah, no, I was happy. The gas tank is definitely something that is. It's a if that was the negative from the fight, it's, to me that's an easy fix.
0: Um, outside of actual performing the martial arts and you know whatever it is, wrestling, jiu jitsu, boxing. What movements are there that someone can, that you think are the best for building your engine? Sprints, assault bike, burpees. Like, what's is, is there any like go to? Like, what have you been doing to, in, in your hotel room?
1: The hotel room we've been we've just got a simple push bike. But I reckon those to me I've got I went out
0: What's a push bike? Like yeah. the assault bike?
1: Uh it's just it's not an assault bike. It's literally just like a um what would you call it? Like a ski it's just like a bike.
0: Okay, a bike with no you just your spin arms spin don't bike. do a shit. Spin bike. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, just a basic spin bike, which has been cool, you know. I've never really spent much time on it, so every like a couple of k's on it which is cool. I definitely reckon the um running and I reckon those Echo Rogue bikes are pretty impressive. I probably a year ago bought one of them and it's a bit of like a torture machine. But I think if you want to get if you want to get a hard workout in that is probably the way to do it. And then wrestling <laughs> those two things are probably the hardest.
0: Do you ever mix them?
1: Done in the gym. Do you ever
0: mix them? Get on yeah, an echo bike it. for yeah, a minute and then yeah. wrestle
1: echo bike? like Yeah, echo bike and pads, that sort of thing, just to really like get your heart. Bike, Obviously, your lungs are burning, the legs are – you can't really move too well, and then it's a perfect. It feels exactly how you feel in a fight. So getting off that, then getting into wrestling, getting into pad rounds, it's pretty, pretty good at um, basically emulating a fight.
0: When you look at, do you look at that whole division, that one seventy one division in the UFC?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That is my division.
0: When I I I, 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 uh, I spoke to Mo a couple days ago, and and basically the he's such he's so calm. Con- Did you get a chance to speak with him at all?
1: I I de- I definitely met Mo, but I didn't get to talk to him for too long. I only got to see him after the fight. But, yeah, no, I didn't speak to him for too long. But he seemed like a nice guy.
0: So, so cool. So mellow, yeah. never gets wound up, like, answers the questions chill. But the second I'll be like, so, um, th- those guys in the 135-pound division, like, oh, what do you think about T- the fight between TJ and so-and-so? He's like, I don't give up. Oh, He just flips the script. He's basically yeah, like, right. I don't give a shit, and those guys don't even. I, they're all the same guy to me. They're just dudes I'm gonna beat up. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Cra-
1: like uh, yeah,
0: it's just like <laughs> he doesn't even like. I brought up Sugar Shane. He's like, yeah, whatever. It's like he put, he's he's nothing. I will right. just yeah, kill, right. it was eat insane. him.
1: Yeah,
0: and it's That's like cool. I. He's not even like talking shit. It's not even like part of his shtick, right? Um. I, I, but but soon as you bring those guys up, like you could be like, "So what'd you have for dinner?" And he's like, "Well," and he's all calm. But the second you bring those guys up, <laughs> is is it? Um, do you do you have that? Like, okay, I'm coming to this division. I can beat all these guys. Or are you like okay? I'm like five or six fights away of getting enough experience to like to start thinking about that. Or is it already? Do you already see it?
1: No, I see. I think I'm going to get in there, and I I reckon today I could could have be i could put on a good solid performance against everybody in the welterweight division so i'm happy i understand also understand the process you've got to work your way up so i'm just excited for that i'm excited for my next fight just to basically just to everyone that i am but i will get to the top of the welterweight division which is exciting for me but i understand yeah it's just a it's a basically it's a slow process probably a few more fights but we. Just Right.
0: um th- there's there's also the, there's also the way of just like you you see these guys like uh like Oliveira, right they had like eight fights or even el kukui uh tony yeah. ferguson that eight or nine fights or whatever many and they and and everyone respects them but they're but they don't got the hype behind them right they, I mean, now they do, but it took a, a long, long, long time. where well, there's other guys. Yeah. They're like three, like Sugar Shane. He's like three fights in, and he's just got, you know what I mean? He's, he's the, he's got all this attention. Man. yeah. Right, or yeah. um, or Patty. Did,
1: hey, Patty the Batty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Patty the Batty. <laughs> is is that are do you feel an urgent i mean you're so young do you feel an urgency to race to the top or is it more like like when i hear like sugar shane strategy is which i think is kind of a brilliant strategy just fight the the, the just fight the guys you have to fight why fucking rocket yeah. to the top why not be why not get 10 wins under your belt and let the hype train just fucking build
1: What's yeah, what's the strategy,
0: or do you even give a fuck? Am I even asking you a question you even oh, care dude, about?
1: To be no, I don't even give a fuck. Eh? I'm happy whatever they want me to do. I would be ha- if they. I just want to keep putting on performances. I feel like when I get in there, I'm going to put on good performances, and they're going to give me better guys quickly. So if I can, if I can rock it to the top, I'm 100 percent willing and ready to do that. God, we'll see what happens if they, I don't, I really don't care. I'm just happy to take one fight, whoever they tell me to fight next, I will sign me up. Like I'm ready to go.
0: What is the killer instinct? What is it? What is it? I don't know. know. Fuck if I know. The killer instinct for me is like (laughs) after I get off the phone with you, going in my backyard and finding snails that are eating my plants and throwing them (laughs) out into the street. That's about as badass as I get. But what is – I don't know. Go ahead.
1: When I'm in there and I know that somebody else is – you're in there with a cage with another person that knows how to fight extremely well and they're trying to basically – beat you to almost to death or until the referee comes off so that is enough motivation for me to try and beat them to death until the ref pulls up so it's basically just i know what i'm in for i know what my opponent wants to do to me so i'm happy to oblige and do the same thing to them sounds brutal but that's basically all if i if there's a at any point in a fight where i feel like i can pull the trigger and Beat the person enough that the ref pulls me off, then that is what I simply to save myself.
0: (laughs) You know, Daniel Rodriguez said something interesting. I want to bring up something you just said there too. But do you know who Daniel Rodriguez is? He's in the one seventy one class. He's won six in a row. Yeah,
1: I do know. Yeah, yeah, I do know. Not personally, but I have seen him fight. He just beat up Kevin Lee pretty good. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember that. That was nice
0: so he said something in an interview where basically like, yeah, I like the UFC. The, the fights are basically, I'm paraphrasing. The fights are safe. And the interview is like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I'm used to fighting in the street. I was used to fighting in the streets where like win or lose. Even if you win a fight, you got to worry about someone like coming up behind you and stabbing you. <laughs> and I'm like, he goes, at least in the UFC, when the fight's over, like the ref's there yeah. and there's people there to make sure like you get to go home. Um, yeah, And I was like, wow, that's some, that, that, that's some killer instinct shit. But the way you describe the killer th- – so these are the two data points now I have about the way you describe the killer instinct. You mentioned maybe in your second fight you didn't have it. So that yeah. makes me think it's something that maybe has grown in you or matured. But this other thing, the way you described it this second time is that uh, it's dependent on what the other guy is trying to do to you. But for some reason I don't believe yeah. that. I'm believing that you can conjure it up regardless of what he's in there doing. I'm guessing you don't need do you like do you need to see it in him before you before you activate on it?
1: Yeah, that's that's true to be honest. I probably don't. If he if I could sense that my wanted like a way out of the fight, I would definitely probably still try and beat him to death. So Right. It it makes sense, you know, like I I don't actually need that. It's just, for me, it's just a way of getting in, getting out as safely as possible, and that normally means trying to get the finish. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's not necessarily that I don't need someone else to be trying to hurt me. It's just my way of getting in and getting out. Uh,
0: and and is, that, is, that, is, that, um, is that something you've cultivated, is that something that's grown? Do you nurture that the killer instinct? Like what? what?
1: I'm not sure. I think i from a young age, I've always had a bit of an aggressive streak inside I me. Mean, when I played rugby, I was always, I didn't just want to win. I was always trying to tackle someone extremely hard and try and be a dominant player in the game and try and win with dominance. But maybe it's something that was just in me from a young age. From, but I'm not sure. Not sure if it's it definitely must have grown through this sport. I think there's this sport definitely grows your killer instinct, but I think it was definitely a little flame in there from a young age.
0: Do they all seem human to you? Like like someone like Colby Covington who just like you see him just this this like like there there's no stop in him. You see this beating that Kumaro puts on him and he's still like just like chattering away. I mean do they or do they just all seem human to you? Or, or or some of them, you're like, yeah. what the fuck is going on there? Is he like on? Is he on horse tranquilizers? Yeah, like, think, how the yeah, fuck? I, in... think
1: that, I think they are all as much as you see them on TV and with like the in the big fights, they are all just people. You know, they have they feel pain just like the next person, and they bleed just like the next person. I think that's why it's such a cool sport, and I feel like I'm just lucky because I know. I'm a person and I know the Kamara Usman and Kobe Covington. I know they're just people. And so it's an even playing field and we get to go at it, which I can't wait for.
0: I'm, I'm most, I I don't know. I, I'm most impressed, um, outside of all of his antics and just, and just whatever. I'm just most impressed of, of all the fighters in, in your division by Colby. And maybe it's just, maybe it's the crossfitter in me. I'm just impressed by his, his go.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm a big, to be honest. His I'm go is nuts. He is, yeah, he's an incredible fighter. His gas tank is beyond belief the way he just goes. Yeah, I'm a fan. His, his um style of fighting is pretty impressive to watch.
0: And I don't think anyone's gifted a gas tank, do you? You have to earn that um, shit, right? I
1: don't, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that at all, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I think you, you have to earn that shit some people will definitely say, Oh, he's gifted this, but, but they, those those people don't know what that person has done behind the scenes. You know,
0: what, what, what's the ultimate training partner? Do you, do you have, have you ever met the perfect training partner?
1: To me, for me, my brother, 100%. Like I, my brother can go, we, we have done many, many, many rounds before of trying to punch each other hard. And, we've never injured each other like we've never knocked each other out or hurt the other one. so i think somehow we just know how to give each other just the improve every single day so and it's your brother so you he obviously wants to get the better of me i want to get the better of him but we as brothers we love each other and we don't want to hurt each other so i think i'm blessed in that regard i think i've got the the best training partner in my brother. And then, of course, all the other. Tra- Josh is the perfect training partner for me. How much does he weigh? He has four He's very similar to me. Very similar. A little bit taller, a little bit uh, uh, leaner. More of like a lean frame, tall. But he has fought at 185 and has fought at 170. So, yeah, similar. Perfect uh, size for me little bit taller uh, long exceptional striker
0: and uh and i guess the other the other god, i god i wish i could uh i can't even say the guy's name the other wild card in your class the real the, the real wild card and there's one in the 55s too the the, the 175 71 guy who got covid and he goes back and forth between 171 and 185. I think he's only been punched twice, and wow. th- he's only been punched twice in three fights. He's oh, the Russian guy,
1: the Russian oh, Kazmat, yes, Kuzma.
0: yes. Wow, I'm impressed, Jack. Wow, Jack
1: de la that's Mandalena. Kazmat, exactly. Smashman. Yeah, Z- Smash man. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. No, he's cool. He's cool. He hasn't definitely hasn't been tested yet, but I reckon. He seems like a strong, powerful, aggressive dude. Make yeah, ve- track one day,
0: and uh and, and and pretty impressive that he can go between those two weight classes, right?
1: Yeah, it's very impressive, and do- be dominant in both by the looks of it. So,
0: do you um do you have cool. it? Are do you do jiu jitsu? Do you have a jiu jitsu dojo? Do you have a like a a jiu jitsu like like a belt like? What belt are you in? Yeah, jiu-jitsu?
1: I'm a, I'm a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We have a um yeah, my gym, we've got a pretty sh- awesome awesome Jiu-Jitsu program. Pablo Torrealba is the head coach and he's a awesome black belt.
0: And and how long have you been yeah. doing that?
1: I've been doing it's pretty much the day I got into um the their scrappy MMA. So, yeah, 15, 16, I got my first gi and have been yeah, pretty much consistent. Pretty much consistent doing jujitsu ever since.
0: And did you climb up the belts from white on up?
1: Yeah, white on up.
0: And do and did you do jiu-jitsu tournaments?
1: I've done a few. I have done a few. I had a car, yeah. I, I, know I Not a huge array of jiu-jitsu tournaments, but a few. And
0: and, and why right. not? It's just it. it what is that? Not the pathway of MMA fighters to do jiu-jitsu tournaments.
1: No, no, not at all. Not, not that I have anything against it. Just sometimes they fall in like times where I probably shouldn't be doing them, just in case I get injured, that sort of thing. But no, I I, I think it's awesome to get that ex- competition experience because like doing jujitsu in the gym and then doing or doing anything in the gym and then doing it in that environment, it just adds that little bit extra to the to the art. So. Yeah, if I wasn't doing MMA, I'd definitely be doing as many jiu-jitsu tournaments as possible.
0: And and do you ever wear your gi anymore, or is it all no gi?
1: Uh, majority no gi, but I do still put on the gi occasionally.
0: Like how often? I
1: try to. I One, try uh, once a week uh, or, at or the less. Moment, yeah, pro- at the moment, it's probably once every month. <laughs> but it may after I uh, normally when I have a fight coming up, it's probably once a month, and then. When I don't have a fight in the, for like in the next eight weeks, I'll probably get it on once a week.
0: I'm new to that That's whole scene. Easy. I'm new to that whole scene. And once again, it's just because I have three little boys and they do jiu-jitsu and we've gone to a couple of tournaments, nice. but, but more and more, it's weird. It's weird to me. The the gi stuff is weird to me and competition jiu-jitsu is weird to me. So like... Just because I'm, I'm, I'm starting to be suspicious. Suspicious is a little too strong, but I'm starting to become aware of it translating to being useful, um, in real life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. So,
0: so, so, like, like, you, you know, like, um, you see someone winning six zero, and there's five seconds left, and all, and they've been dominating the whole time, but then all of a sudden, someone gets on top of them, and, and a couple times and they Good got eight point. points in the last ten seconds and they win. And I'm like, what yeah, the fuck? Right. And I'm learning the rules right. and I'm like, yeah. and they're like, oh, that's sports jujitsu that's what sports jujitsu is. It's just really yeah. just all points. So I'm I'm just I'm just learning. So that's why I was just curious. I would I from the little bit I would guess, I would guess that once you're an MMA fighter, or a professional fighter, the gi start you start wearing the gi less and less.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, as you say that I've the only competitions I've done in jiu-jitsu weren't those sort of they were no, they were submission only. Ah, uh, I've never actually had a, a jiu jitsu match. Most of the ones that I've ever done and around Perth are like submission only, so it makes a bit more sense. If There's no submission, there's no winner, and you just try and get the submission.
0: Damn, that sounds like that sounds like some big boy shit.
1: <laughs> no. It's, it makes more sense. Like the whole. Sc- I'm not. Uh, I'm not very good with the understanding of the scoring of jujitsu, but I understand how to get submissions and try not to get submitted. So it makes a bit more sense.
0: Um. When did you get a manager?
1: After my, I got a manager after my just before my last not this fight that I've just had before the fight prior to that one. I had a manager. And who's Tim's that? A, he's from Perth. His name's Tim Simpson. He's from Perth. He's at Paradigm Sports.
0: And and he just calls you one day and he's like, "Hey, dude, you need a manager. You're really good."
1: Uh, no, not necessarily. It was actually yeah. I had a um man, like a management company reach out, sent me just sort. I didn't have never really spoken to him. He sort of just reached out, sent me a contract saying if you want to join the management, and I was sort of like, "Whoa!" Like I'm interesting looked at it and then tim simpson he's based in la but he's actually from perth so he's from perth had a couple of mutual connections and he was he is in the mma game in la and basically having mutual connections with him he was the only person i knew in that space so i just sort of got in touch with him sent him the contract said what did you think And from that point, we built a relationship and scrapped the other contract and we just kept talking and then eventually made sense to get on board and him to help us out. And he's been, yeah, it's been a good move that I've made, I believe.
0: Yeah, that uh, that would be scary to sign a contract. And if I was your coach, Benjamin, I would be so fucking protective too. It would be like, yeah. Uh, the dynamics um, between fighters and management and coaches always is like, it impresses me that how well it works. I I guess I don't see if it's not working, but it's a, it's about, it's a balancing act, right? Because you're, you're the race car, Benjamin's the mechanic. And this other dude wants to take, tell you which races to get in. And it's like,
1: yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. Yeah. No one, no one steps on anyone's toes We're we're a good solid team. We're similar. We're all from births. I think, it's been perfect at this stage where everyone gets along and we've got the same envisions. So yeah, we just got to keep all do- just keep doing our part and hopefully we can get to where we need to go. Get to
0: if, let's say next year you were going to fight. Am I keeping you too long?
1: Not at all. No, I've got oh. six more days. Dude, I've got nothing but time.
0: <laughs> okay, if you need a pee break, tell me. <laughs> I, I'm I'm interviewing uh, Devante Smith in um, ten hours, yeah, seven a.m. My time. Whenever, no, okay. I um, that
1: might do us then.
0: When do you you can you can take a pee break too? Um, wh- if when do Wait. you um so when do you let's let's say let's say you get three fights next year, and let's say this uh, yep. this. This fucking, I don't even want to call Australia a country. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I'm so disappointed with so many uh, countries, including my own. But um,
1: It's sad, yeah. I oh, it's
0: well. brutal. I, I just saw an amazing thing that the leader of Croatia posted today. What he was goes, it? he's the president of Croatia. He said, hey, I've been, I watch CNN every morning. That's our news station here. He goes, either they're crazy or I'm crazy. But I'm going to go with their crazy, and I'm opening this country up. There's no stopping this fucking thing.
1: And I was like, thank
0: God. A fucking leader with balls.
1: Yeah. Well, we just got off the phone yesterday, and Ben had a chat with uh, a lady, basically just trying to see. We're in Sydney now. We leave quarantine in seven days. We're just trying to figure out how do we get home to Perth. And she basically said, Perth isn't letting anyone in at this stage, so you'll have to find some. you have to find accommodation in Sydney for the foreseeable future. And at that point, we said, "Ah, like we've got family. Ben has kids in Perth. We're Australian citizens. We're in Australia. We would like to go home." But it all got sorted out in the end. But to even think that that is a possibility is beyond my wildest beliefs.
0: Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to keep yeah, someone from their kids and someone's going to get hurt. I like, I'm not yeah, talking about Australia. Uh-huh. I'm just talking in the world. Like someone in general. Some, yeah. 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 You're going to put pressure on someone with kids and, and
1: okay. Put the pressure so, on the wrong person. And, yeah, yeah. 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 They're yeah. going to do
0: something so bad.
1: When,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, when, let's say, let's say, uh, 2022 rolls around and, 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 and let's say you get a fight early in January and let's say for some reason you get three fights. Is Is, is, is yep. that be something you're up to?
1: three fights in next year. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be all I would love to hit th- three fights next actually would be perfect for me.
0: Okay. The and then, so, perfect. so then do you, if, if this, if this shit show in Australia, which they're saying is going to be over December 11th, but it's not, you can't believe anything your politicians are telling you. Um, and here's another thing. I spoke to another Australian, um, two days ago, uh, Kate Gordon, she's a, uh, she's in the CrossFit space. She basically yeah. told me, she said, and th- this is a very good point. She said that, Hey, when they, Oh, so in the United States, this shit's running rampant, right? Everyone has it. Like I had it last week. My yeah. wife had it. My kids had it. Everyone's getting it. It's just fucking everywhere. Right. Yeah.
1: And, yeah.
0: and, and, and I'm not vaccinated and I just, I, I just don't eat. I just take care of myself. I just do CrossFit and I don't eat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Take ice uh, cream.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so when they open Australia, this shit because you guys have done a great job of keeping it out of there it's gonna run fucking rampant and and what happened is, is yeah. they put so much hype behind it it's gonna scare people but so i digress but what at what point are you like okay i have three fights in the u.s fuck this shit i'm not coming back and forth i'm grabbing my girl and i'm fucking moving to fucking tim simpson's house in la or i'm moving to florida <laughs> or, like when fuck la don't go there by the way i'm in California. Stay out of california yeah. Um, yeah right like there's got to be a point where you're like hey i'm not going to do quarantine three yes. times next year it's no a way cr-
1: it, it, it's absolutely nuts i haven't tr- i've tried not to think about that sort of thing too much <laughs> uh, <it's crazy.
0: laughs> you must you <laughs> must silly, I
1: know. no uh, it's okay start thinking about it but i <laughs> i love earth i love australia i don't want to leave right and i'm hoping that so the people hopefully we can just everyone can pull their heads in and just i don't even know what the answer is but i would just love to be able to travel fight and then come back and come back to my home you know and hopefully that is a possibility next year if these um people in charge get their shit together and i'm not understand it's not necessarily their fault but
0: oh it's their fault
1: yeah, i can't yeah exactly i can't expect you can't expect an australian to be if they're going out and coming back just sitting in a hotel room the whole time so who knows what's going to happen but yeah i just want to get 3 fights in and if that means sitting in a hotel for 6 weeks next year so i can get my goal it's something that I'll, i'm going to have to just take on the chin but yeah i don't i don't see myself moving anywhere Unless of course it gets any worse here, then might have to start looking. But the plan for me is definitely to stay in Australia, fight out of Australia, and fight a lot. So
0: someone needs happens. to someone needs to stand up and be like, "Hey, um, this thing almost exclusively only kills obese people, and um, you, it's, it's time to buy an Echo bike and stop drinking Coca Cola." Yeah. Someone just needs to yeah, say it. Is. Like someone oh, like. Yeah like some leader besides the leader of Croatia, (laughs) like one of these other leaders. Sorry. I don't mean to, I don't mean to make fun of Croatia.
1: What being fit and healthy is probably the, the safest and most effective way out of this thing. So it's
0: not extreme.
1: Exercising is not extreme. We've got, yeah, there's obviously mental health issues going around and also it's a, it's, a pill that's going to help that as well. Exercise will help that problem. It will help the flu problem. It will help the COVID problem, the obese problem. I think that is the way out of this, but no one seems to be saying it.
0: Can you, how, what, how often do you actually just take a whole day off? How do you, can you remember the last time you, you didn't sweat during the for like you went a day without sweating?
1: No, I love sweating. I'm a sweaty man. and I'm a happy sweater. So I, yeah, I swear. I like to sweat every single day. <laughs> Me too. And, and if f- I'm not if I'm not sweating from uh, exercise, I definitely try and get into the sauna and sweat the lazy way. So I love sweating.
0: Yeah, it's it's nuts. I I don't know how people don't exercise every single day. I I I seriously would feel unfulfilled like if I don't if it's like eleven o'clock at night and I've been busy all day, I still will go out in the garage and make sure I sweat. Just do something.
1: I have a, 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 yeah, it's for me, it's definitely, and obviously for you, it's basically it's medicine. It's the. Mental health. Yes. Yeah. It's the purest medicine you can have is movement, exercise, that whole thing. So to me, it's, uh, yeah, it's absolutely insane that that isn't spoken about more.
0: It's an, it's like an, it's like an oil change, right? Like you're like, Hey, I just, I I get to drink a gallon of water now because obviously there's a gallon on the floor.
1: Yeah. May if you exercise, it may I feel like it makes food taste better. As it makes a beer go down nicer after exercise, every it makes everything better. So, why not more people are interested in it? Is it's unbelievable.
0: What what are, are do you and Ben play any games in the hotel room? I mean, I mean, besides like snapping wow. towels at each other when you guys are naked, like do you do any other games like it's chess not- or?
1: We have it. oh, I've got, we have, we actually, we've ordered a chessboard. The chessboard should be arriving soon. We I wish we ordered it earlier. But the only other game we've got is a, we've got a Nintendo Switch and we play golf.
0: Oh, <laughs> you hook it up to the TV?
1: Yeah, we've got the, um. to be honest, we've got the cheap version. It's just like a little one that sits in your hand. And you just but take it's turns. Still, it's still fun. You just take turns. But definitely, if this is going to be the new norm, living in, Having little trips in hotels, I think we're going to have to buy a switch, the proper one.
0: Are there two beds in that room?
1: Two beds, yeah, two very comfy beds. To be honest, so happy with that.
0: And you have to pay for that stay in there.
1: We we do. You do have to pay for it, but we are lucky. The um the beautiful company, the UFC, is covering it. Oh shit! Wow, incredible team. To, yeah, I'm a proud employee.
0: Um, how did you get the blue check mark?
1: That is, Tim is a bit of a wizard. Or he has someone in Paradigm Sports is a wizard, and Tim said you should get a blue check mark. And within five minutes, I had a blue tick mark. So, wizards behind the scenes is do a lot of
0: people know what's going on with Jack, or a lot of people like um. Like freaking out, like, like even more no, so than no. me. Like, no, like Tim's not freaking had, out. Like, had a, oh shit! I've
1: had, no, I've had a lot of um, uh, people reach out and just say they're, they're happy with me and they're proud of me being Australian. People around the world, but no, nothing, not it's much the same over here. People just, yeah, a lot of people obviously appreciate some uh, martial arts, and that's what I gave him. So I think there's some people are happy with that.
0: Fuck, dude! It's a it's a crazy um, it's a it's a it's a it's a crazy story. And and um, you said it's just the beginning, but 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 I mean, I I know you're being uh pretty humble saying that. I mean, it's clearly it's nuts. It it, it is really nuts. You. Do you, do you have you made any other predictions about what what's gonna happen in your next ten fights?
1: No, we haven't yeah, yet. We made obviously made that solid goal after my second loss. We said. I was zero and two, and Ben called. Ben wasn't actually there at the time. He had, uh, basically couldn't make it to where the fight was. But he called me after, and he said, "Like, don't hang your head. Just stay at this. We will get ten and two. Our next goal will get ten wins." And he sort of just told me then and there we're going to get ten and two. We stuck at it. We got ten and two now. So I guess it's how did he know? Was he drunk goal. when
0: he called you? Was Ben drunk when he said that?
1: He could have been a little drunk at the time, but uh, he must have foreseen something. <laughs> and now nah, he's a sober man these days. He definitely wasn't drunk, but he obviously had he envisioned something, and he knew that I had more to give. And so we both agreed that we're going to get to that ten wins, two losses. Seems like a crazy. It's a crazy beat ten my other people that train martial arts, but. We just stuck at it, and I envisioned it the whole time. So we got to make a new one.
0: How about your third fight? How did your third fight go?
1: Your first, my win. third third fight. I was fired up, and I got in there, and I got a first round knockout of the elbow. It's quite a wild elbow. Just, it's like an up elbow. I just threw it like that, and bang, it landed. But yeah, I was very amped up for that fight, and there was. That would. I lost there would have really hit hit me hard. So that wasn't there.
0: Is that so? There's this move that you did. I so I watch a lot of UFC. I, I think I watch a lot of UFC. I think I watch more than most people. But there's probably people who watch a lot more than me. There in one yeah. of your fights, you just reminded me of that spinning elbow. Is that the one where you caught his leg? I had never That's seen that.
1: Holy shit! Had you so had you
0: ever seen anyone do that before?
1: Not necessarily. I've seen, I've had seen that as a move that has been done before. Anderson Silva landed that nice elbow on Tony Frickland in Cage Rage back in the day, and then also Dan Henderson landed a elbow on Hector Lombard. But it's a it's a pretty dangerous shot. You can get a lot of power, like throwing your elbow up like that. So it was something that I definitely practiced. I had it in the arsenal, and I felt at the time it was the perfect time to unleash it.
0: So, so for people who are listening who don't know, and, and I'm probably going to fuck this up, but um, Jack will unfuck it if I fuck it up. He, someone, a, another guy basically kicked him, and usually when you see that in MMA, when someone kicks someone and you catch their leg, you either run towards them and try to lift their leg up and flip them down, or you try to sweep their leg, or you try punching them just straight across, like with a one-two. Just basically, just a jab. Instead, Jack starts spinning <laughs> and, and drills the guy.
1: I think, right? I think what I did is I, I caught his leg and I went to actually throw the punch and it sort of glanced and missed him. So my hand went past his face and then all I did was basically just come back, punch but just with the elbow.
0: Okay, so some WWE shit.
1: It was some WWE stuff.
0: Wow, it's funny. I saw my, uh, I saw actually, <laughs> I saw my kids fighting the other day. I'm like, "Hey, don't backhand each other." And he's like, "And my son, <sighs> like you." And my son actually said, "You have to if you miss with the first one." I'm like, "Oh god, <laughs> it makes
1: sense. Yeah. They're onto something."
0: Yeah, <laughs> I got that in my, I got that in my notes. Leg catch to spinning back. So it wasn't just necessarily spinning back elbow. I saw it wrong. That was just no, me. Getting it wasn't,
1: no, it No, it wasn't necessarily a spin. It was more. Throwing the punch. The punch went across like that. And then the elbow came straight back in the same from the same position.
0: And that was your third fight.
1: Third fight. That was my first professional win, which was nice to get that one.
0: Yeah, shit. Get that that was...
1: goal just kicked off. Yeah,
0: that was crazy. I also noticed there's something else you do in your fights. You do this thing where you, when you breathe, you're going like that. You open your mouth big. Have you noticed that? Uh, You look like a fish, like a fish out of water. Like you do this, (laughs) that that's not conscious. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
1: That's not really. I just, I just know this. It's obviously very important to stay on top of your breathing and not forget to breathe. So maybe it's something I make sure I'm always breathing. I think breathing is something that probably the most important thing for like beginners is just to stay on in control of your breathing.
0: Does Ben snore?
1: Ben does not snore. Do you ben snore? Doesn't actually. Ben, do I snore? Um, not. Nah, nah. We've been lucky. He said, <laughs> "The state of my nose, I should snore, but I don't." And Ben doesn't snore, so we've actually been having some really good sleeps. The room in here, the beds are comfy, and the um windows completely black out. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Do you know any of the other guys, big big names in the scene? There, have you met um, Robert?
1: Robert, no, I've never met Robert. I've met um Alex Volkanovsky. Okay, I've met Alex. He's a nice guy. And then I've met, I've met um yeah, no, that's pretty much. I've met too many. I don't hang around with too many big name fighters. Just sort of met them through being involved in the sport. Where where did you meet Alex at? He actually he commentated a fight of mind, of like a,
0: like one of your pro fights.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and was he, he the champ that. when he did that?
1: Um, I think he was either it was it was very it was about three weeks before he fought Max. I don't know if it was the first or the second fight. So I'm not actually sure. I think it may he may have been the champion at that point. Uh, it may have been just before his second.
0: You think he's going to beat Ortega?
1: oh yeah, I think he's going to beat Ortega. I'm a yeah, I'm definitely on board with the Volkanovsky train and hope he uh, represents Australia proud as I'm sure he will.
0: Yeah, and and uh, Max beat up Ortega pretty good, as I recall.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. He put he put a bad beating on him.
0: Max and Alex are both pretty crazy. That division's crazy.
1: That's a cry. That is a those two. I, I definitely think Volkanovski won both those fights. They're very tight. But yeah, that is as close as competition as I think you'll get. I think if they have a third fight down the track, it will be close again. I think that is a they are pretty much on the same level.
0: And and, and did you see uh, Max fight Calvin?
1: Kid. Yeah, that was impressive. That was very holy impressive. shit. Some very good boxing skills.
0: Let me ask your take on um the Sugar Shane fight with the kid from Boston, where basically, um, it, it, I think that's the one thirty five oh, class. Guy.
1: Yeah, the get that yeah, kid that took
0: the new. fight on like two or three weeks' notice, and then he got in there and basically just had his face punched in for three rounds yeah. straight.
1: Pretty insane. That was a pretty insane. How he stayed (laughs) up that whole fight was pretty impressive.
0: And it looked like Shane was even telling the ref, like, "Hey, you got to stop this." Yeah, like somewhere in the third round,
1: it, it seemed like they they could have stopped it at any point. But then to stop it at that just before the end was a bit sad. I thought, like, they'd let him take the beating and then not give him the. Give him to get let him get to the decision, it was pretty tough to watch, but I mean, it's safety first at the end of the day. But I feel like they could have stopped out a lot earlier. But like, he, yeah, Sugar Sean is in a pretty impressive fight I Oh, think, Sugar you know? Sean, I called him Sugar Shane. Sugar, Shit. Sugar Shane, my... Sugar Sean. Same.
0: Yeah, um, he's a legend. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's gonna be fun watching him uh climb up the ranks, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah.
1: Super interesting.
0: Mo's not convinced he's the real deal.
1: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he's definitely taking it. Yeah, as you said, like taking the smart way, just getting the fights in. And I think he's a. I reckon he's a pretty impressive fighter. I can. I think
0: he's he's impressive too. mm, But the best guy he's fought,
1: he lost to. Yeah, definitely.
0: So that, definitely that's, are, I mean, yeah. I, I know it was a foot injury, but he still lost to him. who that was like Marlin or
1: who was that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cheetah. Ver- yeah.
1: Yeah. He, yeah. I reckon he, yeah, yeah, he claims he didn't lose that, but that was a clear loss in my mind.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, he, he seems still, to be great.
1: Bit, super exciting though. His style is just fan friendly to the max, a beautiful technician.
0: Speaking of fan friendly, Dana, did d- Dana had very nice words to say about you? Did you go back and listen to that? I assume you did.
1: Yeah, we did have a listen, which was cool, real cool.
0: Yeah, and and do you actually, when you're there at the contender series, do you actually get to talk to him or shake his hand, or is there any interaction?
1: Were there a little bit. I saw him. He, we had our rugby ball. We were just playing our rugby ball in the back, and he was so happened to be walking through the hallway, and we had a little chat. I popped him the rugby ball he didn't he didn't like the rugby ball that much but <laughs> <laughs> he was happy to i think he was stoked with the performance and which was cool and he gave he did um he gave us a bottle of whiskey one of his bottles of howl ahead not bad made from bananas i enjoyed a. I i enjoyed some of that the other hey
0: so um does everyone get a, a bottle of that
1: I don't know. I've just said I oh, he gave me a bottle but he probably gave all the winners a bottle, you
0: know? No, let's just say he gave you one. Let's say he just yeah, gave you. sounds one.
1: better. And to be honest, he didn't actually give it to me. One of his um You took it, it out his of his back pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the story is it gets yeah, it gets watered down a bit, but I left Las Vegas with a bottle of Dana White's whiskey and that's all that matters.
0: Yes, that is all that matters.
1: <laughs>
0: uh Jack Ten and two. Um I really appreciate the uh 93 minutes you've given me. Actually 96. This no, is probably pleasure. this, this hey, is the only wow. show I started three minutes early. Uh I mean, yeah, no. Nice. I'm gonna I I got you in my Google alerts. The second they announce uh who you're fighting, I'm gonna start bugging you again. Um yeah, the man. normally uh Josh does these with me. Um these shows with George me when Bridges. I yeah when I interview the fighters he'll jump oh, on with me yeah. yeah did you see the did you see his fight a couple of days ago no so he's so a wrestler he, isn't he? he well he had his first amateur uh boxing match in Dubai yeah so he comes on these sh-
1: completely missed that yeah I it's just to have, it's,
0: it's small fun. time you're big time it's small time you're big time
1: no I would if I had of known I would have one hundred percent watched that.
0: So he had his first fight. Um, he fought a guy who was 20 pounds bigger than him and three inches taller. It was just an amateur fight. It was Jacob Hepner. Do you know who that is? He's a CrossFitter also.
1: Yep. I do. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah.
0: And and they actually, they did, I think they did, in my opinion, they did boxing. Uh, they did it, it. It looked like boxing. It didn't look like two girls like flailing at each other. They tra- both no. trained really, really hard. Uh, Jacob had a good jab going. Uh, Josh's footwork looked fucking great. His head movement yeah. looked great. Um they fought on that do, do you know who Thor is? The guy from Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, he thought of the big guy.
0: Yeah, so he fought and he was the main event and Josh and Jacob were the under were uh the co-main wow. event. Yeah. That's
1: really cool. i yeah,
0: a little $10 pay-per-view. I think it's probably free now. You could yeah. probably just watch it on YouTube. Great. So the next time oh, we true. uh the next time we get together Hopefully, Josh will be on here, but he just got back from Dubai yesterday. And I said, Hey, dude, you got to meet this guy, Jack. He's like, Dude, I need
1: rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rest the poor fellow.
0: No, fuck him. He should have been on Good here fine. meeting Jack.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, next time. No, it's been a pleasure to meet you, though, Savannah. You're the man.
0: Thank you. Bam. And we're
1: no longer live.